Shut up, I love it. I have it. Yeah, yeah, I have that. Good, I should pull that up. Let's pull it up. All right, we'll start in... <laughs> in five... Oh, four... Uh, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. And we're all dudes. Yeah, shut up. I love it. I'm Joe Cabello. I'm definitely a certified dude. And I am here with... Sasha Filer, another certified dude. And Joe, you yesterday texted me this, what you just said about dudes. And I was like, um, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm sure I'll find out. And boy, did oh, I find yeah, out. So, what that yes, means. I was worried. I was like, I don't know if you'll have seen the movie before I say this, but I said, you're used to me being weird and cryptic. I just so. logged it into my into my memory and I knew it would come up. And it did, like 40 minutes later. So it was a it was a good thing that you nailed that it. You texted Spoilers. Me that. This is Shut Up I Love It a podcast when we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, underrepresented, you name it, Joe, who is joining us today in the studio. Okay, joining us today we have an actor, director, improviser, and board certified music therapist. He's obsessed with theme parks. Yes, we love therapy on the show. Obsessed with theme parks, Greek-American, and guess what? Has an MFA in film production from Florida State University. That's... This is Spencer Frankenberger. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Not much. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited about this. We're, We're very happy to have you, and... Uh, very hungry to have you. What are we talking about? What did you come to talk about here? Uh, well, I have uh, brought with me a platter of burgers because this episode is about Good Burger, one of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely love this movie, uh, but I'm excited to talk about the movie Good Burger. Oh I'm already God. sensing so much passion like that I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you don't understand. I like quote this movie on tiktok <laughs> great great we have a fan we finally have a fan a big fan of what they're here to talk about good burger 1997 what a year for the movies i can't remember which ones but i know there were a lot of good ones in 1997 like very 90s big movies oh yeah well we'll, we'll maybe get into a little maybe. bit of its contemporaries but um what is good burger for those um who don't know yeah, so Good Burger is obviously a 90s movie um, from Nickelodeon, and it's based on the sketch from all that called Good Burger with uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell, who turned it into a feature-length film. Uh, it's a little different than the show, but it's about a, a fast food employee named Ed, who just really the only thing he's ever going to succeed in life is being Ed, the fast food worker, um, because he's really inept. Uh, but also quite lovable, who runs into Dexter, played by Kenan Thompson, who ends up working at a fast food restaurant uh, because of some things that happen in the movie. I don't want to spoil it for those that are watching it. I mean, maybe I will. Uh, we might, we will end up spoiling <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, Great. We have so, so Dexter things. runs into his teacher's car, uh, gets in a wreck. He Sinbad. doesn't have a license. He doesn't have insurance. Yeah, Sinbad uh, with the big fro. Oh, so good. Uh, and... Instead of his mom being told, he decides he'll get a summer job to pay off uh, the uh, Sinbad uh, car 
whole fiasco. And wow, that was the worst way to explain it. But <laughs> Dexter and Ed, Mom, start Dad, I got together. into a <laughs> Simbad car fiasco. Uh, <laughs> you might be a little upset. <laughs> I think it was, it's, it's like Mr. Tweed. <laughs> what was his name? Mr. Uh, what is his name? Mr. Wheat. Name? Wheat. Mr. Wheat. Yeah, he wears Tweed. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mr. Wheat who wears Tweed. Uh, anyway, but uh, and so that's just kind of like how you see their relationship form. And then eventually Mondo Burger opens up right next door and it's going to put Good Burger out of business. So it's up to Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell's characters to save the day and save Good Burger. And boy, Essentially, a, yeah, a Save the Rec Center movie is what we call one yeah. of these. Mm-hmm. One uh, of those genres. Yeah. yeah, the genre of Save the Rec. Yeah, Surprisingly. Love, a good, love a good one. It, only it's the twist that makes a million bucks. It's in a burger place. But this is like what all those SNL movies based off sketches. This is, you know, Nickelodeon, all that's version of that, which is uh, pretty interesting as a time capsule of how big that was as far as a late night uh, sketch show. You mean SNL in general? No, no, uh, all that. (laughs) SNL, yes, but all that, like Mm -hmm. its cultural footprint. To where it had, this was a wide-released movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. are you saying it's only good in uh, the time capsule? No, no, I'm not putting any value. He's not, he's not, we're not put, we're not putting any values in this <laughs> podcast I, until I'm we do. Not, until we do. But what about you, Sasha? Because mm. you were not in this country when was all not, that not was at all. around. It was yeah. the opposite of that in Siberia. And so I did not know what all that. I still don't know what that is. And so for me, watching this movie last <laughs> night after you texted me with references to this movie, it was like a complete, like, you know, clean slate, just soaking, soaking it all in. So I'll be, I'll be like, a gr- I feel like gr- I'm going to be a great uh, thermometer of what, what's you're going neutral. on. Yeah, you're neutral. Yeah, you're the so neutral, neutral party. Yeah, and for me, obviously, if you can't tell, I am very aware of all yeah. that and the generation that grew up on uh, Kenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell. I'm very familiar with the sketches, which is <laughs> just the most basic premise ever as a good sketch uh, should be. But uh, yeah, I haven't watched this in a long time, though, until this rewatch. So I wasn't sure how much it would hold up or any of that i remember enjoying it and maybe watched it again 10 years ago or something like maybe even longer so i don't didn't really remember this was fresh for me um let's get into it spencer what's your history with that era and like when did you first see this movie yeah so i grew up in the 90s um i actually saw this movie in theaters when it came out which uh is one of those like weird things that i don't remember actually seeing it in theaters but i know for a fact i did because my mom told me she took me same um and then you know as as i got older uh when vh as i got older when vhs came out you know that's uh way back in the day when vhs happened i had the orange uh vhs tape of good burger i'd watch it on repeat like literally the movie would end and i would just put it back on rewind the tape and watch it again then when it came out on dvd i upgraded to dvd but still have the vhs uh, I've got the book uh, based on the movie. Uh, the then, motion picture novelization. Yeah, yeah, the novelization. <laughs> and then uh, I moved out to LA, and I, you know, once like kind of when quarantine hit, I kind of forgot about Good Burger for a bit. But I watched it like forgot three about or four many times. About joy. Yeah, oh yeah, a lot about of things. About joy and human connection. 
<laughs> bought all kinds. But of uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, when I moved out to LA, I did. I actually did a character class where my character was a PhD student who was convincing the PhD committee that Good Burger is a cult classic, <laughs> and uh, so that like became like this character. And then it turned into with quarantine. I watched that movie like five, six times. I absolutely love that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> I saw it so many times, but we'll I find really out. enjoyed it. Today we're gonna uh, find yeah. out why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Hope you're and ready then, to reveal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it um, it just kind of led me to one time, one day. I was for some reason I was trying to figure out what I used to watch as a kid. I knew that I watched Good Burger and I knew I watched Power Rangers. Um, but I asked my mom. I called her. And I, I was like, it was my birthday one day. One day was my birthday. One day. It was my birthday, and I and I was talking so to my mom. It was a big like, surprise. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> One day I woke up and it was my birthday, uh, and she was like, you know, what are you doing? I was like, I'm gonna grab food, then I'm just gonna watch a Good Burger. And she goes, you love that movie. I was like, mm. I know. She was like, you watch it all the time. Was it a little bit of judgment, judgment from her, or it was more like a fact? Statement. You fucking probably idiot. A little, <laughs> probably a little bit of both. She's Greek, yeah. so probably a little bit of both. Yeah, totally um, but uh, <laughs> but I remember, like, I had asked her. I literally asked her one day. I was like, "What?" Uh, I was like, "Do you remember what I watched as a kid?" And she said, "I remember Power Rangers. You used to watch that." And she goes, "And also Good Burger. You would wear that tape out." And I was like, "Okay, thanks." That was all she could remember was Power Rangers and then Good Burger. Mm -hmm. But it was two conversations I had separately of my mom telling me how much I watched Good Burger. And I don't know if she's lying or not because I don't remember watching it that much as a kid. But I know for a fact that that VHS tape that I have, like, it is beat up. It is. I'm surprised it still works. <laughs> but it exists. It's still in existence. It does. Yeah. Oh, I still we got to see it. It's like my parents' house. The plastic's but. thinner. Like, it's not even the film. Yeah. Just everything is well, thinner. It's, it's <laughs> like the paper, but then, like, the, the actual reel inside of it. I'm hesitant to like actually put it into a VHS player because I feel like it's just going to like get stuck in there. Yeah, one last play. Mm. Yeah. Let's hit it one last time. Mm. I right. feel like that's the like when you do that, when you watch a movie when you're that young of just back to back, your brain just thinks that was the same memory. <laughs> so like 6 hours could just be two in your memory. And I think you've <laughs> lost years to Good Burger. What was it then and what is it now that you liked about it if those two things are different? Sure. I think what I liked about it then, obviously I was much younger, so it's such a silly, cheesy, goofy movie that I think as a kid I just found it funny because it's got like physical comedy and it's got like silly jokes and puns and things. And I think I just, for some reason as a kid, it was it was just kind of a type of movie that I really enjoyed watching. Um, and then looking at it now it definitely lives in that nostalgia world. Like for me, knowing that I liked it so much as a kid and watching it now, and it's almost like, I'm like, why do I like this movie so much? But I think it's just connected to how much I watched it as a kid and um, knowing that it was like just a comfort. It's still a comfort to me now. Uh, sick day, if I'm feeling sad, this movie, I, I just did a thing where I did a training for, for a job and I had to like, basically get ready to pass a test and all this stuff and and before the test i was so stressed out i put on good burger and like it, i actually passed the test because wow. good burger for some reason cleared <laughs> that stress for me well and it was to I, work it, at like, mcdonald's so right it was, <laughs> yeah that was, that was what it was i it think was, it was, it was that uh, helped you know yeah it exactly what it was so it's a bit of i was therapy. like look i can yeah. be <laughs> yeah. i can be ed look i can be ed with the burgers uh yeah but it, it's for me i think 
the biggest thing now looking at it is the fact that I watched it so much as a kid and as a kid don't really know why I watched it that much. It just has this special place in my heart. Um, as someone who grew up in Nickelodeon, grew up in the 90s, I can tell you like 40 movies that I watched as a kid that I maybe watched once or twice. For some reason, I just kept going back to Good Burger. Maybe it's flashy colors. I do remember what I always will remember and what I loved is is the cover of Good Burger, the, the VHS tape, the book, the DVD, really anywhere you Google, is is them sliding on the, what is it, the, the pickle and the tomato. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a tomato. I can't, no, I can't remember. But just that image has just been instilled in my brain. It's, uh, it's like the orange soda. It's like an orange soda, I guess, technically, the orange mm-hmm. um Strong. background uh is is for some reason that just sticks in my mind and i've always remembered that and so maybe that also has to do with why it's a movie i come back to a lot because that image and like when i'm flipping through my actual physical copies of movies that i own um it's something that just sticks out uh and so i always want to go back and watch it if i were to do some therapy now it sounds like you watched it for the first time when you were really like happy like childhood happy kind of times you know yeah and now you like when you're looking for that a little injection of happiness this is when you go to because i mean you know if you said you watched it six times during pan- the pandemic this is probably when you needed most of those laughs and again maybe you had the best time during the pandemic what do i know but, but I, I think it has to hold true. up <laughs> it has to hold up because there's been so many movies that were that for me then you go back and you watch it and you're like oh this isn't good it's mm-hmm. it's too aimed at children or whatever it is, it just doesn't. You wouldn't watch it several other times. Uh, I think it has to hold up to really, as the adult, do the the revisit. Yeah, and I think off of that, what I think I also noticed watching it as an adult is there's a lot of like adults elements in that movie, like a lot of jokes that went over my head as a kid, and watching it now is like. Wow, they got away with that in a PG movie, but also yeah, Netflix the says relationships. Uh, <laughs> there's a warning on Netflix that says mild sexual humor twice. I think it's like sex talk and then like sexual sexual jokes. Like it's just like I'm like really is it that yeah. sexualized? And I well, it's it's see that much it, of it, but maybe it's there. Maybe I'm just desensitized. It's pretty sexual. Mm. Yeah, I mean the whole thing with Roxanne. I mean like Roxanne. literally that whole the whole element of like Ed and Roxanne. Uh, as a kid, I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> and watching as a adult, I'm like, wow, this is, this, I can see where this might be a little problematic. <laughs> What's the target audience? Like 12 years old? It was, so it was rated PG. I would say like, yeah, like preteens, probably like preteens and teens. It was rated PG. So technically younger kids can get in. But I think like I saw it when I was like, what, six, seven, eight, something like that. Mm. And I feel like for me, Again, a lot of the jokes went over my head. Maybe I was a little too young for it. I could see it. But also, you know, you have the whole, like, insane asylum scenes, which we could also talk about. He how kills people. In the like, movie. He's the, <laughs> yeah, the one big insane. guy, like, murders people off screen. Um, but I will also say um, uh, Linda Cardellini, uh, one of her first, it might have been her first movie before role. Before Freaks and Geeks. Absolutely. Right. Amazing. Amazing. In that movie. Yeah, before Freaks and Geeks even. And before yeah. Dead to Me, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> looks the same. That she looks the same. <laughs> she really does. Absolutely should have been nominated for an Oscar for that role. I'm just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> should have been. It's pretty brilliant. So good in that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also great and is very underrated. That's true. We should we should bring her on this podcast. Talk about yeah. herself. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and then she can bring it back to Good Burger, her first feature film role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably took it great. off her resume. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. It's still on Wikipedia, though. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I think you already, Spencer, told us a lot about what makes you happy, but what, like how it makes you happy, the movie. But I guess, is there something that you still, like, the, is it the jokes that you, like, really, like, oh, well, that's a good one. Like, is that what you still respond Yeah, what to? do you think about the jokes? And I, I want to hear from you on that front, too, Sasha, because this movie is not afraid to make a joke, you know? And I think it's that's not. what I really appreciated about it. It is just, like, we will just be making jokes this entire time, and we don't give a shit if they're bangers or just what duds. They're coming. <laughs> Right, some of them are oh. first draft jokes, just like a first pitch, and and some of them, some of them probably were punched up a little bit. That's true, but they're there, they're in it. I, I I agree with the first draft jokes, and that's what I love about this. Like, I, I <laughs> my favorite, I think my favorite line in the whole movie is when they're at the dinner table, and it's uh, Roxanne and Ed and Monique and uh, Dexter, and like you know. Everything's going wrong. Uh, so Dexter pulls out the chair for Monique. She sits down. Ed pulls out the chair for Roxanne, and she falls flat on her butt. <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh my God, is your is your butt okay?" And then she's like, "Yeah, it's fine," or whatever. And he goes, and he announces to the restaurant, "It's okay, people. Her butt is fine." And I. <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. I don't know why. I get the the like a golf the restaurant, the cafe, but but I don't I don't know why that's so funny to me. I think it's just because it does feel like a first jo- a draft joke of like let's just do some kind of like silly like physical humor and then say and like call it out, and then they just left it in there. And that one I love, and I also love uh, oh you're, like it was with Kurt and Ed in the car. Um, uh, uh, I'm Kurt. I'm Ed. I'm aware. You said you were Kurt. Yeah, there's uh, so many of those. They do so many versions of that joke yeah. where Ed it's, never it's so great. realizes that somebody is saying uh, what they're saying. Yeah, like he doesn't have <laughs> abstract like, thought, right? Like it's all very yeah. literal. Like, yeah. The, yeah. If somebody says I am something, it can never but mean I, an emotion or any other thing. It has to be their it's, name. <laughs> it's like his rule. It's so funny. Because even in that seed, it's also the, uh, it was like talking about making five bucks an hour. How does 10 bucks sound? I don't know. Kind of like. Yes. <laughs> like there's, there's so it. many moments of like, I don't, it's like, it almost feels like this movie was a little ahead of its time as far as like poking fun at itself. Cause it almost feels like there's a lot of that within the nostalgia of it, like poking fun at itself. And I think that that, it doesn't take itself seriously. And I think that's what I really, I think that's also something that I really enjoy with with the quotes of this movie being so ridiculous yeah it's, it's like, never saying you mess oh with i'm Kurt, so you go in the grinder like <laughs> yeah it's a very like just slapdash i'm going to make jokes i i'm not saying they're great but i'm here to make you laugh and there's yeah. a confidence to that that i really uh, like mm-hmm. yeah i mean you got grape nose boy you know that's also in there uh and also when ed pulls out the grape and offers it to dexter <laughs> i don't know why that's funny but it is <laughs> he never <laughs> stops like, no i don't need that grape from your nose <laughs> all right suit yourself and then he just eats it it's i don't it's so funny it like literally or it's like the the strawberry jacuzzi like <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's a milkshake machine. Like I don't know why that's so funny. It's and I guess disgusting. that also maybe it is. It is like the strawberry jacuzzi is almost like Ed's words for a strawberry milkshake. It's like the words that he uses, you know. But but then also thinking about it, like now I'm just like going back to the movie. The whole scene where they're up on the roof with the the story about the, like the light up yo-yo. Ed's place. And then Ed gives Dexter the yo-yo. Like what I love about that is is like it shows heart in this movie. Like they they really tried to give us some character relationships and you know the the contract that Dexter has Ed sign and then Monique finds out about the contract and then Dexter's yeah, like strong. you know forget the contract let's just be friends I think that because the movie is so like slapstick and physical humor that we also sometimes often lose that there's actually heart to this movie um and, and that's what I yeah. I think is is often like forgotten in that regard is that the movie isn't just like it's burgers and eggs goofy and bleh, but like there's actually actual real i mean like like you think they're all good like you think dexter's a good guy you think you know whoever's a good guy or a good person or whatever and and there everyone has flaws and i think that that's the beauty of this movie is because it doesn't take itself so seriously when we do have those serious moments it really heightens those relationships yeah I think the script is really strong, uh, like in terms of just like hitting all the marks like a Hollywood movie should, you know, and the structure to me, like I, I really enjoyed it. I thought like, yeah, exactly. Those emotional uh, set pieces were great and they hit hard. And then there was like every character had an arc, like Abe, Abe's character had a strong arc. Uh, I feel every, everybody uh, I can't think of even smallest characters that didn't. Um, so that that yeah. for me that for me was really satisfying, which I didn't expect this movie to have a script that I would enjoy. Yeah, it can be yeah. it can t- afford to be so silly and like just meaningless at times because it does have the structure there. It's actually mm-hmm. like the contract element is super strong, and then Monique like it's all works really well to where you can have so many stupid jokes. And there are so many different kinds too, like the wordplay jokes you're talking about, just stupid stuff, violence. It, my favorite is when uh, he's rollerblading and hits the girl and drags her behind himself, uh-huh. which is ludicrous <laughs> and already just stupid and funny, but her head is bouncing against the concrete <laughs> so mm-hmm. violently, and they make it a mm-hmm. point to show it. I miss that yeah. bounce, but I believe you. Yeah, they cut to it twice for prolonged segments of just dun dun dun. dun. And then, and then the baby going through the hoop also. <laughs> yes, put it up. He tells him to put it up. He even kind of looks at it. It's obviously not a, a basketball. Then shoots it. Then, then when he catches it after it goes through the basket, then he's like, "Oh shit, it's a baby." <laughs> it's like, and dude, it's. And even in that moment, it's, they have Ed character, like they establish that he's inept and uh, clueless. But at the same time, he has a good heart. Like he doesn't mean bad at all. Like he means well because he apologizes for scraping that woman's face off, you know, her skull. Mm-hmm. He uh, tries to protect the baby uh, and safely hands over the baby to the mother in some way, like through these mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and I think yeah. yeah so and then like he really you know it, pay, it pays off that he's he's got a good heart yeah and and I think also going off of that what I really love is that he loves his job like and a lot of times in movies uh, or in media 
a lot of times it's like people like complaining about their day job or like they don't like their job and it's what happens like after their work but he is he may not be good at his job but he loves his job and i think that that's so different than a lot of other like media or even movies similar to this where we don't always get that we get people complaining about their job and so the fact that he loves his job i think makes me enjoy it more because I guess it, it, it counteracts with Dexter, who just is doing this as a job so he can pay the bills that he needs to pay. Um, he didn't want a summer job, but now he's got to get a summer job when he's crying in the Why? Middle of, like, the parking, like in the parking lot. <laughs> or like in the middle of the street or whatever. He's just like doing, like it's, anyway. Um, or like, <laughs> I don't know. I just think I just think it's great because also like Mr. Wheat, you know, he's questionable about if he really likes his job or not. Um, but, uh, but I think that that's what's so great is that Ed seems to be of all the people who kind of don't really care about their job or just kind of doing the motions. He's like this, like shining light of hope within the fact that he actually enjoys his job. So we kind of want him to succeed even despite all of his flaws because he wants to be there. I would go as far as to say that this movie, everything you said is true there. Um, and it's the death knell of Reagan's America as we enter pre-9-11 into post-9-11. Oh, this podcast loves ma- making reference to 9-11. There's like, it's like always like a pre-9-11 era, and then we're like, well, that makes sense because 9-11 happened, so that's therefore influenced this movie. Well, there was a cultural shift leading up to 9-11, and then that was sparked even further by it. Especially with working class and mm-hmm. how you would mm-hmm. think of uh, capitalism and your and just being a working person. So I think this is actually a, a movie that's very free, uh, pro-free market and pro-capitalist. But in doing so is just still saying, hey, we're all okay with inhumane working conditions if the product is better. And we're okay with getting poisoned by it. It's also saying it's mm. not okay with Nazi Germany because that's what those antagonists remind me of. <laughs> Even the way it's shot, it's Kurt? very much like Pink Floyd's The Wall, like when they're just standing mm. there, right? Like in that in the meat grinder, if you remember, like in Pink Floyd's The Wall, that um, the, the this cool song, right? Like we don't need. Like, whatever education, I can't remember the line, but it's the same we thing. Don't need Thank no, you. No, you are the music no, therapist. No. You sing, Dead. okay? <laughs> um, I know, I know a couple songs here and there. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's it's like they shoot it even the same. They're like it's a meat grinder, fact, like whatever joint. And here's the people who work here, and and it's this like dolly shot of their faces staring at their leader, very Nazi like, and yeah. You don't like those antagonists. You want them mm-hmm. to be in trouble, and they are at the end. That whole thing blows up. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, it's and also a, it's also no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's a the movie's also saying it's a better product, and the product of Good Burger sucks until they're There's forced a, to innovate by competition, mm-hmm. and it makes mm-hmm. them both better. Mm-hmm. So this is a very this is the death now. Quote this, uh, Reggie, the sound guy. Will you we have clip a Reggie this? Sound guy. I don't know. Will you clip We're this? We're inventing him today, uh, but the death now of Reagan's America. Good burger. Um, 
Reggie, <laughs> wave also, at me. He will take care of this. Thumbs up from Reggie. Also, what I loved is that you brought up uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, which is very much a musical type. Um, it is a musical movie. Um, it's almost uh, th- sung through. But what I also really love about Good Burger, and I'm thinking about like what moments stick out to me, and it's when there's music. Um, I, I think of like when Roxanne enters the building and it's like, Roxanne! And like Ed, you know, is like everyone's heads are turning and it's like a slow-mo shot, but we have this song in the background. Or um, when it's like not busy at all, Good Burger. I think this is like right when Mondo Burger opens and so Good Burger's not busy and it's the um, opposable thumbs, opposable thumbs. Like it's like real energetic, but like nothing's happening at Good Burger. It's the complete opposite in, in the shot. And so I think... What is really nice about that is is it gives a little bit of juxtaposition to what's happening, which I find quite interesting. At the Insane Asylum, uh, Demented Hills, they have, you know, what's his name? George uh, uh, Clinton uh, music where it's like really oh, yeah, dull and sequence. dreary. But then like the music is like hip and up and it's like completely juxtaposing what we're seeing on screen. And so I think that what's what I just like, it, it made me think of that when you said Pink Floyd, uh, The Wall, because... It almost feels like they they maybe even be pulling these different elements from different like musical or music type projects to I kind of that. reference and um, give homage to. You know, you can always tell when the food in restaurant and the restaurant is not made with love. Um, Gordon Ramsay um, often mentions that, like friend uh, of the show, fan of fat fan of friend of the show. Uh, well, I don't know about fan, but definitely friend of the show. But he 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 would mention how uh, like. Yeah, like, food has to be made with love. And some restaurants, you go, like, it is made with love. And this one, you're like, oh, it doesn't. It, it's not made with love. And I I think that just much as Good Burger is made with love, this movie is made with love. I mean, the you know, it's a Hollywood movie, and it's made to make money, and it did. It was, like, what, $8 million budget, and they made at least $23 million. So it, it, did, it did well. <laughs> it's still... Somebody's still watching. Yeah, it. it was a it was a hit for sure. Yeah, and and I, I think you can. I believe that there was references made in this movie for the love of it all, like not for just make a reference and for people to recognize it, but more like the subtle way to affect the audience, mm. which mm-hmm. again works with uh, you, Spencer. Notice uh, mentioning how emotionally this movie holds up as well. Yeah, I'm, as we're talking yeah. about it more and more, I like it even, even more. Although we don't know wh- how I much I really like it until the Ooh. ratings. We, we never <laughs> do. I'm not. I'm not making like a big misdirect. I'm just saying you never do know how the hosts <laughs> feel about it until the ratings. But you, yeah, you explaining that just makes it seem even more suspicious. Very I was just gonna say, is it good burger or is it great burger? I guess mm, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Did we talk Reggie about clip that? <laughs> Reggie, <laughs> did we talk about why people don't like this movie? I can't remember. If we oh yeah, let's. Uh, we didn't. I don't know if we got the necessarily the mm-hmm. the type of shut up. I love it. This is did we? I don't think so. What do you think, let's Spencer? Get it. So I, so this is. I, I was kind of thinking about this and trying to figure it out. Um, I think the the nineties nostalgia is bringing me back to a lot of. It almost feels like it, it lived in its time period, and so I wouldn't say people necessarily forgot about it. I would say it's it's more along the lines of, and you can kind of give me a word to kind of describe this, it's more along the lines of like a time capsule. Like people just want to leave it in the time capsule. 
um, because they they maybe maybe they think about it as a '90s nostalgia and they don't want to revisit it for fear of it possibly not mm. feeling as as good or being as such a good movie as they remember it being. Or they're just like I have many other things that I enjoy, and that's they're not like me and like love Good Burger. Um, but I, I don't know what word I would use to like describe that necessarily, like leaving it yeah. in the time capsule. I would say dismissed, because I feel like that's how mm. I, as somebody who was in the demogra- demographic of fan, and like you know, obviously I, I hold it in reverence. Uh, it was like, uh, you know, of course, it was probably a stupid kids movie. You know, it, not that. I'm sure it was. I'm seeing it through rose-colored glasses, orange-colored. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Reference <laughs> to the poster. <laughs> so uh. I think it's kind of that that feeling of like uh, we're going to automatically put this in the bucket of we were just dumb kids. It's also honestly like not a whole lot on Rotten Tomatoes. It's thirty-four um, mm-hmm. percent, which is not a lot. Anything like Mm-mm. below fifty is. Is is a good shut up. I love it. Material. I don't know. I don't trust the Rotten Tomato rating. Well, no. Let me qualify too, especially of anything that didn't came out pre Rotten Tomatoes. And Mm. when did the tomatoes get rotten? Like 2010 or something. (laughs) Like, again, that should be our second timeline besides 9/11. Yeah, I mean, pre-Rotten that Tomatoes. Yeah. We have kind of referenced it. This isn't the we first time we've we've discussed this. Yes. So yeah, and but frankly, I'm sick of it. <laughs> but frankly, it's not going anywhere. But what's what's the audience score on it though? That's what I'm curious about. It's yeah, like that's 64 important. higher. Yeah. So yeah. Still so a not bit higher, but not shockingly huge. Right. Like not like even 85. You know, which is interesting. What do they not like about this movie, huh? <laughs> I think also it's it's a matter of like because I've talked to some people that I've like showed this movie to and they're like I don't understand this it's a lot of like I think people just don't want to like it because like the critics don't like it why it's again like that dismissiveness that we're talking about like why should I like this kids movie why should I like this it lives in the 90s why should I so it almost feels like a lot of people want to just ultimately dismiss it in that way of being like there's no point because Mm-hmm. When there's so many other things out, why do I need to like this? Why should I bother liking it? Why should I give it a chance? And I think that that's so. I think dismissive, uh, dismissed is a great is now that I'm thinking about it, it's a great way to describe this because I think a lot of people just don't want to even give it a shot. Not to put you on the spot, Spencer, but is there a movie that you sure. can think of that is similar to this that people do go back to and they don't dismiss off, even though? It is a cousin of some of sorts. Mm. Honestly, I would say um, one that I think of is like is like Clueless, uh, and I know that's mm. weird because it's not even similarly related theme wise. But that '90s nostalgia, that like super like silly '90s vibe, people love Clueless. People go back to it all the time. Uh, Paul Rudd's in it, so I can't complain. Um, but I think it's weird because they don't seem like similar movies at all. But they really both have like that '90s nostalgia vibe with like clever charm and, 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 and good character depictions. And again, Clueless is based on Shakespeare, whereas Good Burger is based on Good Burger. <laughs> it's so is, uh, based on Milk Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Yeah, that was, that was good. I like that one. That was, that was nice. right Shakespeare. Yeah, Spears? I'll give it uh, one, 34% on Good was, Burger. What's the audience score on that? Um, well, is there anything else we 
want to mention before we get to the ratings about Good Burger, Spencer specifically, anything you want to talk about, or you can include it when you rate it against something else. Yeah, I think um, one thing I just want to point out is like obviously at the very beginning of the movie when Ed's like in his like dream sequence, whatever, there's like puppet burgers. I mean, like yeah, it like, opens strong. It's a strong <laughs> opening. <laughs> There's like puppet burgers, there's physical humor. I mean, I've never seen a puppet burger in another movie. Now, maybe I'm looking at the wrong movies, but I think there's a lot of unique elements to this movie that I truly feel were like ahead of its time uh, that people are going to miss. Like, you're going to miss a puppet burger if you don't watch this movie. Like, it's just puppet burgers like that like talk and they've got googly eyes. Like, what yeah. more? And that's also knowing that, like now that I'm thinking about it, the movie starts with googly-eyed puppet burgers. What are you expecting out of this movie other yeah. than to just have fun? <laughs> yeah, it only <laughs> I mean, gets better open. than that as far as, like, joke structure and funny, smart jokes. So go with it. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, put some googly-eyed burgers in your movies and we'll see if they <laughs> become less them. obnoxious. <laughs> right, especially your latest work. We're, we've been a little hard on Christopher Nolan, our latest in his latest work on our podcast, but hey, still friend of the show. Still listens every <laughs> Joe, day. Joe, let's get to the ratings. All right, let's get to the ratings. This how is how work? it works. We're going to rate Good Burger on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a reference point. That something else could be another comedy movie or it could be chocolate chip cookies. Maybe you just say, hey, chocolate chip cookies are sweet, and so is this movie. It doesn't really matter. It only needs to make sense to you. And if that doesn't make sense, me and Sasha will go first. I will go first. Do it. Uh, so I'm going to rate this against another comedy that's based off of a sketch show premise. MacGruber. MacGruber is the funniest movie of all time. Very great. And takes a like paper-thin premise that is barely even funny as a sketch and actually makes a funny movie with it. I love MacGruber. That's a 10 out of 10 movie, for sure. For sure. No doubt there. Good Burger. The big question was revisiting it. Will this movie be funny? Will it be good? And you know what? It really is. It's very funny. It's very good. It's very that. well written. I could tell. Yeah. No surprises mm -hmm. here, I don't think. But it's surprisingly good. I think certainly it has its faults due to uh, maybe time to, uh, or I mean, especially time, but just storytelling wise. You know, we just don't necessarily tell this story and we see it from a mile away now. So there's that. Um, the jokes are dumb, a lot of them. Some of them are really funny, but they're, it's almost Zucker Brothers uh, level as far as like how many jokes there are. My rule is if you're going to have dumb, stupid jokes, well, have a shit ton of them. Never make them <laughs> stop. And then you have me. So Good Burger, I still think, I don't think I would recommend it as quickly as I would a MacGruber. But I will give it a seven and a half out of ten. Mm, Very gosh. good movie, and of course, my uh, good friend Josh Server is in it. So, Josh Server, we hope you're listening. Mm. Not a friend of the show, but friend of mine. Even better. <laughs> um, I'll go next. I'm going to compare 
Good Burger to Counting Crows, the band. Um, another podcast topic early in the early days of Shut Up, I Love It. Prejo, the the dark. Don't the dark, like it. Nobody likes those. <laughs> dark, by dark the way. Uh, but Counting Crows was a topic on um, Shut Up, I Love It. Don't like. I don't like Counting Crows. Like I, it's a very '90s thing. That's why I'm comparing them. Like, it's a very '90s. Uh, Adam Doritz. Um, just looked him up just in case just to see if there's anything else I missed since. A year and a half or two years ago when I recorded an episode of Shut, uh, Shut Up, I Love It about Counting Crows. Looks like he may have dated uh, Jennifer Aniston early on, like 20 years ago. Yeah, he know. did. He did? Okay. And Counting Crows rules, but, you know, this is your moment. This is my moment to shine. And Counting Crows, I'll give it like a two. And <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. Sean Kearney, sh- shout out, friend and fan of the show uh, who brought this topic. He knows I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like Counting Crows. I'm fine. I, I the world would not change for me if Counting Crows was never <laughs> never existed. Uh, Good Burger. I I enjoyed it. I I started off being a little like skeptical of how good it's gonna be. I was like one of those movies that like is it gonna even keep it keep me interested? And it did. Good good writing. And I really loved Keenan. I don't watch SNL, which is weird. Like I don't watch SNL, but I think. Many people don't. Um, and I, I hear, like, I heard from people that Keenan is not as funny on SNL as he is in Good Burger. And I agree with that. Like, I mean, because I haven't seen SNL. But to me, he is really good in Good Burger. <laughs> it would like, help to see it. Yes. But he's great in Good Burger. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off him. He's so funny. Like, to me, he's Keenan, so good. Yeah. He just was shining, like, shining. So I give it an eight. Easy, easy eight. And, you know, if MacGruber goes on it, too, for some reason, that's a 10. So, but, you know, you can't compare anything against MacGruber. Everything just, like, shrinks next it's to it. It's too good. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> hey, solid eight. What about you, Spencer? Uh, so uh, I'm basing my rating off of Kraft Mac and Cheese. Um, <laughs> Kraft Mac it. and Cheese, classic 90s staple that you may eat while you're watching Good Burger. Uh, <laughs> and I quite enjoy it. Throw a little pepper on there, a little uh, extra cheese, and it's a solid 8 out of 10, I think, for that mac and cheese. Um, and especially if you like double double cook it, make it real nice and nice. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, droopy, real droopy. Not so like heavy, you know? And then as far as Good Burger, I don't think there's any surprise here how much I love this movie. Um, if that mac and cheese is that good at 8 out of 10, if you add a good burger to it, it's a 10 out of 10. And that's what I would give it as a 10 out of 10. I absolutely love this movie. Um, love a 10 out of Again, 10. there are some faults in this movie, but I-, I can see past them so much because I just enjoy every single moment of this movie. There are not too many bad jokes like in terms of how women are made, you know, like like or looked at or like whatever like i didn't feel any cringe too much going on like felt pretty pretty chill pretty you know consistent with the comedy of it and the tone Mm -hmm. that's true it it ages just fine so gracefully like a cheese like a mac and cheese (laughs) um Spencer, thank you so much for coming on Shut Up, I Love It. This was yeah, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I would you, say, like, yeah. uh, as far as guests go, I don't think we've had a guest who is, loves the movie so much that I'm sure yeah. we could have just, like, let you recount moments you like yeah. for the entire hour, and that would have, you would have been able to do that just fine. I think so I'm going to refer to this episode right, for future guests to listen to and get infused with the same passion like you have for Good Burger Spencer. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, thank you. This is anytime I get a chance to talk about Good Burger, oh. I will. And now talk you can about listen it. about your to yourself talking about it on repeat. Is there anything you'd like to plug <laughs> in your life, uh, in your exercise routine, anything at all? Yeah, um, I am on social media uh, at Spencer101F uh, on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I have a Twitter. I don't use it, but you can follow me there. Um, <laughs> also, you can find projects I'm working on on my website, www.spencerfrankaberger.com, uh, including my podcast, Theoretical Thrills, that also has a Good Burger episode. <laughs> Of course it does. Hell yeah. Well, good. I would have suggested if not. (laughs) Uh, Joe, what's going on with you these days? Oh, you know, the same old, same old awesome stuff. Go to JoeCabeo.com. You'll find links to all of it. Go to ScriptAnatomy.com for upcoming TV writing classes with yours truly. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you, dude. We're listening. <laughs>